0: This Irish Man Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when cancelled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. You are about to listen to a segment from the Freedom's Disciple podcast, exclusive to The Blaze. If you like it, please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes or Google Play Music. And a new show is released every Saturday at noon Eastern. Or you can get more information if you go to www.freedomsdisciple.com Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is one of the only shows on The Blaze and if not many other networks where an outsider comes weekly for free and tells you how great you are, how exceptional you are, and talks about your history. I have a really jam-packed show for you today. I have a lot of things I want to discuss with you, but a couple of announcements just before we get into the to the nitty gritty and the the hard work of today's show um i'm really excited i'm I've, I've been talking to you for a couple of months now about some new segments and some new ideas that i've planned and i'm i'm going to start sharing them with you um i have a new segment starting today and it's going to be to at the the last segment of each show going forward and it's something I'm excited about because I think it's something that we all need to discuss. And I'll tell you more about that later on in the show. Second part of business. I know some people have said to me in the past they love the showboards. boards. Um, this is where I do, I work with whiteboards. Um, I think it's something about when you work with Glenn Beck, It's you have to write things on chalkboards. I, I work on whiteboards. I literally stand at my whiteboard and just write out notes for myself and go, what do I want to talk about? Or if I hear a question that was posed by someone that I listen to or I write, and I kind of go, you know what, I actually really like that question. I want to address that on the show. And I I then, as I'm going through each segment, will write down notes and go, this is the way I want things to flow. Because I like to have, I don't know whether you guys get this or not, but when I do my show, I like to tie everything in together. I don't like to be talking about, I don't know, abortion in the first segment, then tax policy on the second, and foreign policy on the third. I kind of like to have a team running through, so it makes it easier for you to, to, to follow along. But each Saturday, this show gets released at noon Eastern. If you go to my Twitter, at Freedom Disciple, I'm going to put up a tweet the minute the show is launched, with all the show boards. And I, instead of originally just being... Um, a show board just for one board with the whole show. I'm actually breaking it down into segments so that you can follow along and kind of go, where's John going with this thinking? Now, they are rough notes. They're not sentences. They're just rough notes for me to follow along with. I hope that makes the, the listening to this show a bit easier and it helps you to play along. So where do we start today? Well, I want to talk to you today about... I want to talk to you today about Thanksgiving. I want to talk to you about my new segment that we have planned. That's in segment four of the show. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about how we think. Because you might have heard me say this over the last six, seven months. This election kind of freaked me out with how people responded to me. And I'm going to start with a bit of fun before we get to the, the, the serious stuff. I've been back officially a week now. I've been back online, um, I post a lot of stuff on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, on Facebook. I you tend to use, everything I post is on Freedom's Disciple, but if you look me up, Jonathan Dunn, you can send me a friend request. I post a lot of stuff during, my, during the week of my thoughts. And I've been back posting, I've been doing Facebook Live videos, talking about different issues. Check them out if you like them. But I've been back a week and as of yet, now I'm probably going to put a jinx on this, but as of yet, I've had no debt threats. I've had no threats to of people who are going to take me out and beat me up. I've not been called an enemy anybody. I haven't had anyone message me privately and say, you're a liar, you're a sellout, you're a phony, or a cheat. I haven't even had the insult that I get all the time of, well, how much is Glenn Beck paying you to say what you're saying right now? I haven't changed. I'm still talking about the same values and principles. I'm talking about America being an idea. I'm talking about American exceptionalism. I'm talking about the Constitution. And I'm promoting your values. And that is what I do at this podcast. I'm still the same. I haven't changed. Yet all the hate has. So what has changed that I don't get any hate anymore? That's something for you all to think about. And the reason I say that is because I think right now... We need a revolution of thought. One of the things I want to do over the coming weeks and months is I'm going to highlight each and every reason America is exceptional. Because I'm noticing a trend in your politicians and people in your media who go, yeah, sure, America is exceptional. We're exceptional the same way Germany is exceptional and their people are exceptional. And we're the same exceptional as China is exceptional. That's nonsense. It's utter and absolute nonsense. So I'm going to talk to you about each and every reason you're exceptional. But one of the reasons you're exceptional is because today, even to this day in 2016, you're one of the few countries who truly get something, a revolutionary statement and actually understand what it means. And that statement is in your Declaration of Independence. It's right up at the top. All men are created equal. That is not a thought that is had in many places. Just think about, you know, think about even some of your allies in Britain. How can you say, oh yeah, I believe all men are created equal, but, you know, there's the Queen, and she's, she, she's the, the sovereign of our country, and she defines who we are. So you're equal with the Queen. Well, no, she's the Queen. Then you don't believe in real equality. You know, you look at all these politicians, you know, look at Ireland, look at France, look at um, Germany, all these democracies, Oh, okay, so you, we vote you, you get into power, and you can tell us what to do. Howard then, uh, so I'm equal to, to Enda Kenny, who's the, the Prime Minister of Ireland, I'm the equal of Theresa May in England, I'm the equal of Hollande in France. No, 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 they're, they're, they're the President, you're just a person. Oh, okay, so how can you believe we're all created equal then? It doesn't work that way. America's different. America actually understands all men are created equal. America is different because you say rights come from God, not from government. Look at the world today that we've created. And I mean the world. And You'll see some of this in America because it's eaten into your culture a bit. But where I come from, we're divided. We're divided and put into little boxes each and every day. And we accept it. I'm going to just list out some of the ways we're divided. And the way we're judged. We're judged on our sex. If you're male, bad. If you're female, good. You know, it's, you know, hey, women power, go get them, girl. If you're a boy, oh well, tough luck. There, I don't see any boy power out there. I don't want that, by the way. I'm not calling for it. But, you know, it's kind of like, hey, we've girl power and we've, uh, boy what? Uh. Look at Your race. Oh, well, you're a minority, you're, 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 you're good, you're noble, you're white, huh? you have white privilege, you have white pride. By the way, you, these might sound familiar to you in America, these happen elsewhere as well. You have a class system. Well, I'm upper class, I'm rich, and uh, I speak like this because I'm posh, and I'm prim, and I'm proper, and I pronounce every word. And I'm only a middle class guy, and I haven't got a clue. And we all look down on the lower class because, well, hey, you know, poor little sods haven't got, a, uh, haven't got any hope. We're judged by our education. Well, I, 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 I got all honors in my, we have a leaving cert over here, A-levels in America, or in England, I don't know what you have in America. But we're judged by it. I went to school, God, how long ago is it now? 14, 15, I, it's a long time ago. I can't tell you what I got on my leaving cert. I could care less. Which judged on our looks, you know, as a as a fine, handsome young man that I am <laughs> Yeah, that is a bit of sarcasm for you on a Saturday morning. Um I get this, you know. If you don't fit a certain way, you know, we, we even men do this. You know, if you, you know, I wear a suit and a tie and a shirt, and you only wear a t-shirt, and and I tend to wear polonics because I suffer from my the cold a lot. Oh, you only wear polonics, and I wear suits. And oh, do you know how much this suit cost? It it cost a thousand dollars. It's 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 fabulous. You're judged on your family. Where did you come from? You, you don't have any say in this, by the way. It's just, this is how it is. You're judged on your family. What are your parents like? Are you, are you, are you one of those people who comes from a broken family? Oh, you poor person. We judge each other on our religion. I don't have a religion, so I get judged by everyone. It's, it's actually quite funny. Um, but I, I live in Ireland where, you know you have you know just just take this because this one really annoys me the, I call it the Christian purity test you have Catholics and you have Protestants both believe in God both claim Jesus Christ to be their saviour and both believe in scriptures yeah if you talk to a Catholic they hate Protestants the worst thing you can do is go to a Protestant church and the Protestants think the exact same way about Catholics they both see each other as enemies it's, it's I find it if it wasn't so sad I'd find it hilariously funny you're judged by your job. Well, I, I work in an accountancy firm. I'm a solicitor, I'm an accountant, I'm a doctor. Oh, I'm I work in the local 7-11 as a, you know, checkout person. Oh, you poor thing. How do you possibly survive life? You're judged by your college. Well, I did a I did a postgraduate degree in in uh, you know they have all these fancy names. You know, I, I did a postgraduate degree in biology and the human sciences. I just did a local degree in the local community college. You have you're judged on what college you go to. I went to Harvard. I went to the local community college down the road. Oh, how did you possibly survive? You're judged on your money, you know. How much money did you take down? These are conversations I've heard from, and I've heard this more from my American friends. How much money did you earn last quarter? Oh, oh God, you you only earned $70,000? I, I earned a million. And it's this competition, it's this rat race. We're judged on our power. You know, and we all do this. You know, well, I, I, I'm a manager, and I have 20 staff under me. Well, I'm a manager, and I have 100 staff under me. We're judged on our possessions. You know, we, we have cars. We have I have three cars and four cars. I have a second holiday home. And then, of course, we're judged by everybody that wants to has been discussing recently. What our politics are. What your party is. What way did you vote? Who did you vote for? Did you vote for the, the Republican, the Democrat, the Conservative, the Libertarian, the third party guy in Evan McMullen? How did you vote? This is all man's thinking. This is an opportunity used by man to divide us. Because we see each other as, ever who, regardless of whether it's education, whether it's sex, whether it's college, whether it's voting, we see this as an opportunity to divide because we all want to belong to identity camps. But we do this for another reason. We do this as man to have a high moral ground. We like looking down on others. We like condemning others. We like judging others. And we all play along because it makes us feel like we belong. Because we somehow think that, you know, well, if, I bo- if, if you earn $100,000 a year, and I have earned $100,000 a year, I don't, I wish, um, but we have something in common. If you went to Harvard and I went to Harvard, we have something in common. If I work at the 7 and you look at the, the local Dunkin' Donuts, we have something in common. If you're good-looking and I'm good-looking, of course, I'm always good-looking, you should see my profile pictures. I, I'm, I'm better-looking than Brad Pitt. I'm, I'm not saying, ladies, I'm just saying. But we have something in common. I can totally relate to Brad Pitt, what he's going through right now. Guy's a hunk. But we all play along because it makes us feel like we belong. How many people do you think in those groups actually spend time with other people? And actually know how they feel? So I've got some questions I want to ask you right now. I want to ask you a question to the left. To anyone on the left. How many Trump supporters do you know personally? How many Trump supporters do you know personally who were from with Trump from day one? How many Trump supporters do you know personally that didn't like him but voted for him in the prime in the general because Hillary was just that bad or they were worried about the Supreme Court? How many never-Trumpers do you know? Do you know why we believe what we believe? Do you know our position on the Constitution? Do you know our position on the Founding Fathers? Why we love them? Do you know why we believe, which a lot of you are talking about right now, and we'll address that going forward, but why we believe government should be small and limited? Do you know why we believe the individual is key? Do you actually know these? And I don't mean, well, I, I heard someone poll testing these in and, and these little focus groups, you know, who have those views. No, I mean, do you actually personally know them? That you can say, that person is a Trump supporter or an Ever-Trumper, they're my friend. And I know them. We disagree on absolutely everything, but they're my friend. I'd ask the right the same question, but i flipped them. How many people listening here on the right right now actually know a Clinton supporter? Huh? What? Did John just say How did, do who knows a Clinton supporter? Yeah, I did. I'm going to get a lot worse, by the way. How many Bernie supporters do you know? And how, how many do you know that you actually know why they believe what they believe? Why the young people, because we always equate Bernie Sanders and young people, and we then mock them and and demean them, but actually why they see the world like they need someone help. Do you ever talk to these people and go, why are you so fascinated with sex and race, and all these outside exterior things that a lot of times we can't control, and they're never focused on character? Do you ever ask and want to know, and I mean don't, Ask, I mean, ask them and listen, not ask them and then tell them what they should think. But ask them why they don't promote the individual. Why they have such a skeptical view of society and man that says, you need help. You need a moral arbiter of society, and God isn't good enough. And then listen. How many people know that? How many people are planning right now for Thanksgiving, kind of going oh my God, it's Thanksgiving this Thursday and we're going to have Uncle Joe or Andy Betty, and they just see things the world the way we do and I just hope we don't have an argument. How many people are feeling that way right now? Or should we have safe spaces for all? Should we put the left in a safe space and should we just push them into it and say you know what, you're stupid, you're a leftist, you're a moron you haven't got a clue, you have no principles just stay there. Which leads me to my next question. Are you willing to fail? Are you willing to fail? What do you mean by that, John? Well, are you willing to fail? Are you willing to make an effort to discuss principles and not people? Because right now, I can guarantee you, if, you, if you're from the left and you talk to someone about Trump, and if you're from the right and you talk to someone about Clinton, they're automatically going to get defensive or they're going to get happy. Depending on who you supported in the election, I mean, do you want to talk about principles, and are you willing to fail? Are you willing to make that effort, or do you only want to talk in your safe space, depending on what your political persuasion is, of people who will actually believe what you believe? The game is not in business, in politics, in life, in religion. The aim of life is not to talk to those who believe what you believe. It's to talk to those who don't believe what you believe and still do business with them. That is the way of life. Are you willing to fail? I am very willing to fail. I will talk to anyone. I will go on any radio show. I will talk to any interview person. And I will talk to you about American exceptionalism. I don't care what your view is. You could be, I don't know, Jill Stein voter and I'll still talk to you. I don't care. I see everything as an opportunity. I may fail, and I do fail a lot. But I will go anywhere and I will talk about how great America is. And I will warn them of why socialism does not work. But I will listen to them as well and say, what concerns have you got? What can I do to alleviate what you feel? All this division is why we need a revolutionary thought. I've been off for a couple of weeks, so I've been doing a lot of thinking. And I want to share the solution with you the solution for me is is faith I was reading history and I was going when is there other times in history that had this this experience and the only time I could think of and if you have thought of another time please let me know but I was reading scriptures and I saw the story of Christ man's thinking pre-Christ was look down on others look down on sinners mock them judge them stoned them condemned them you even mocked those at that time who helped them you know who sat with them and who were nice to them that was the human thinking of the day oh oh you're a Pharisee Ugh, go away there oh you're a prostitute Ugh, you're a tax collector you just stay over there because you're just you're just a scum of the earth and then Jesus came along and said A revolutionary thought, we love everyone. Love your neighbors. He sat with everyone. He was judged first, but he sat with everyone. He sat with the prostitutes. He sat sat with the tax collectors. He told, love everyone. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your enemy as you love yourself. The answer is love, not hate. The answer is love, not division. You know, a couple of years ago when I was reading scriptures, I was always fascinated by a phrase that you all, if you've read scriptures or any part of it or even heard of it, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I used to always read, now this is about six, seven years ago, I'd read, but you know, you have to warn it, you have to keep wary of your hard heartening, your heart's hardening. And I always just go, why would this? I get there's division and I get there's hate. And I get that there's, you know, terrorists and bad people out there. But why, why is it always about our hearts hardening? I get it now. I get it eight years later. Because I see a lot of people and their hearts, on both sides, hardening. I'll finish up with this. And it's a phrase that, again, you'll know from scriptures people would say might say right now why would i go talk to a democrat they just will never get it they'll just never get it i i could i could talk to them till i'm blue in the face they just won't get it John. well i asked you the question i asked you early on are you willing to fail because in this industry if you want to make a difference you're going to fail a lot but again scriptures jesus who needs a doctor does the well man the healthy man the man who knows everything does he go to the doctor or is it the person who needs help, who needs guidance, who needs medicine? We need to help show every American, left, right, and in the middle, and on the far left and on the far right, why America's great, why you're exceptional. Share your principles, your values. Explain to them your history. We might reach some, we might reach none. But are you willing to fail? I am. I'll be right back, America. Don't go anywhere. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network.